Welcome to Voyant's inaugural podcast that we are calling Voyage. I'm Spencer Fiddler, and I'm your Senior Manager of Learning and Development. I'm thrilled to be hosting our first Voyage. We are excited to build our Voyant community and share our employees' journeys. We launch our first Voyage as we approach Hispanic Heritage Month. And what a great opportunity to talk about inclusion, especially as we learn from the experiences of Marbella Duran, our Vice President of Field Human Resources. As a senior member of our HR team, Marbella has a background that has given her perspective, empathy, and knowledge that I know she embraces every day. Marbella, thank you for being our first guest, and thank you for joining us on Voyage today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know that we're all excited to learn from you. We have plenty to talk about, but let's start with you. Can you talk about your role here at Voyant? and maybe how long you've been part of the team. Sure, no problem. Um, So I'm the Vice President of Field Human Resources here at Voyant Beauty. Um, I've been with the company a little over a year. I started in June of 2022. um, And uh, happy to be a part of this new and wonderful HR team that, you know, is making strides to uh, make Voyant a better better, um, place to work for everyone, you know, and, and, uh, so happy to be here. That's great. And of course, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're happy to have you as part of the team. In the introduction, I mentioned your background. Could you touch on that journey and how it led you to Voyant? Um, well, it's, a, you know, as many of us have interesting and complicated stories, but uh, I have my own and I'd be happy to share it with everyone. Um, you know, my parents are, I'm a first generation Mexican American. My parents came from Mexico to provide, you know, us with the better opportunities and better life. So, um, when they came here, my, both of my parents only spoke Spanish. So my first language was Spanish, um, in the home. I didn't learn or didn't go to school till preschool. So, um, I, you know, started my life out here, was born on the South side of Chicago, uh, and, uh, you know, was here with my parents when I was three or four, I only spoke Spanish and I go to Catholic preschool where all the nuns were very nice ladies. Um, but, uh, they were very much, you know, trying to teach me English. And so I credit them for teaching me English in the way that I know it today, you know, and I didn't take any special English immersion classes or anything like that, but they were very diligent in trying to make sure that at that young age, you know, I learned how to how to speak and communicate in English. But I do remember those days uh, very fondly because I do remember the other little kids uh, trying to, to help me out to understand what was happening, you know, whether it was nap time or food time or things like that. So those were interesting things, interesting days. But um, but yeah, so that, that's where I think my journey definitely uh, started out. Um, as I progressed in school and everything, you know, I, I ended up taking on English, even though I predominantly spoke Spanish at home. And um, when, as I got older and I started getting into high school, I realized how important being able to communicate properly in both languages was. And I knew that it was something that I wanted to do to succeed. Right. And so, and I, and I think that's something that everyone I thought at that time needed in order to, you know, succeed or, or it just, it was a helpful tool to put it, you know, to be able to communicate instead of more than one language. So um, after high school, I had gone to school and my original thought was to go to become an English as a second language teacher um, because I, because of the value I had placed on being able to communicate. 
Um, one thing led to another. I started working in a job in payroll. And before I knew it, I realized that my skill set, meaning English and Spanish, could better be utilized in an industry like human resources, where I would be able to help those who didn't have the opportunities that I had had by going to you know, a school at a young age to learn my second language. And so that my, my idea of becoming an English as a second language teacher basically transformed into, okay, HR, because I can help people to better communicate, to better um, express themselves, you know, through, uh, through, through being a mediator, so to say. And that's, and then, so then I changed my career to human resources. And so, and I've been basically in manufacturing and for the majority of my career has been manufacturing. And so I've been in manufacturing of some type for the last, without giving my age away, uh, 20, 20 years or so. So yeah, that's how I got here today. It sounds like there's a through line kind of both personally and professionally about working towards inclusivity. So I think it's a good question to ask, what does it mean to you to be inclusive? For me, what it, what it, uh, what it means is to try to have an understanding of the other person's perspective and where they're coming from. Um, it's easy for someone to be inclusive by just, um, being accepting. Okay. Like, you know, I accept someone's differences, but the, for me to be successfully inclusive, again, what it means to me is understanding where that person came from so that I can better understand how to include them. You have to come at it from their perspective so that they can best understand. So outside of literally speaking in their language, kind of speaking to in the, it's, there's a form of empathy that happens when you're trying to be more inclusive by coming at it from where understanding where they came from or where, how they're looking at something. So that's what it means to me. I couldn't agree more that a, a little bit of empathy can go a long way, especially in the spirit of inclusivity at Voyant. We have a variety of backgrounds represented and each of us have our own ways of celebrating our values, our cultures, or other identities that we embrace. In your own life, though, especially as we enter Hispanic Heritage Month, as someone who's first-generation Mexican-American in the United States, how do you keep your culture alive in your family? I, I try very diligently because, I mean, my children are now, you know, even more so removed the being the generation, right, through the generations. Um, for me, it's been about keeping certain traditions alive. But it's more than just just keeping them alive is making sure that my children understand where they came from. So um, my daughter, for example, she had a quinceanera, you know what I mean, when she turned 15. And though the concept is kind of antiquated when you really look at it, like what it meant, you know, back in the, you know, back, back some time ago. Um, but there's still something very traditional about that. <clears throat> and I think that um, it's important for her to understand that this is a rite of passage. We did have Three Kings Day. So we, my kids have celebrated Three Kings Day their whole lives, as long as they can remember. Um, and the, the story is that, uh, you know, when baby Jesus was born, he was born on December 25th. The wise men saw the star in the sky and decided to go to Bethlehem with, with gifts in tow for the newborn, the newborn king. And so they arrived finally to, to Bethlehem on January 6th. So on January 6th, all kids will put out their shoes at their bed um, to be filled with coins and fruits. So it's usually it, the tradition was frankincense, myrrh, 
you know, gold and things like that. So now it's usually money because of gold and uh, usually some form of fruit or candy of some kind. And then something that like bubble bath or something that smells, that's what it's kind of transitioned to, but kids still get other presents. So not only are they receiving presents on Christmas, the, this tradition, which my kids, of course, would love, love, but they understand where it's coming from. Um, they also uh, celebrate on January 6th uh, for Three Kings Day. I have not been as successful as in, in teaching my children Spanish. That was more difficult. They both understand, but I don't know what happened somewhere. <laughs> um, I wish that, you know, they tell me my daughter went off to college and she's like, I wish I spoke more Spanish. I'm like, I'll speak to you in Spanish all day if you'd like. But so that's the one thing that I, I think that if I could go back and redo, I would. But uh, they were definitely, they took, you know, they went to school for it. They they started in school. I practiced it at home with them. It just, I don't know. Times change. That is a great insight. And thank you so much for sharing. So switching gears just a bit as we return to inclusivity in the workplace, I'd imagine you've seen a lot of change throughout your career. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your experience has been like? Um, when I started out earlier on in my career, um, like I said, when I went to start payroll and you know, kind of started in HR, um, there was definitely a need for uh, people like myself in all realms of, of HR, because a lot of the documentation that, that companies had were not translated. Now it's almost mandatory, you know, so that people can read and understand uh, what it is, you know, policies, handbooks, and things like that, that they're signing off on. But that for me is like one of the most glaring changes is that companies have now taken a step to become more inclusive so that employees, you know, are not just signing off on a document that's all in English that they don't even understand. But in my last 20 years, I have seen just in general, companies become not just from that perspective, but overall more inclusive. Okay. I think that companies are starting to realize what their workforce looks like. And that includes a diversity of, of, of backgrounds. I think that companies have come to realize that having an inclusive culture really does benefit the overall business in many aspects from understanding your employees, their ability to, to work um, in, an, in an area that is more um, understanding to them, you know, and they feel understood when people feel understood and heard. I don't know. They tend to be more appreciative. They tend to be, you know, in, in a bet mentally in a better place. So what I hear you're saying there is that when people are heard and feel understood, that that leads to a sense of belonging. And I mean, we all want to belong. And I think those are the changes we're making through this podcast and our other avenues, right? So with regards to inclusivity, what makes you proud to be working at Voyant right now? When I started my journey, you know, many years ago, um, I saw the value, right, in, in, in knowing two languages and being able to communicate. I have throughout my career sought out companies to work for that embraced that, embraced the idea of inclusivity for all of their employees. Um, Voyant, I feel very strongly, does an excellent job of trying to make sure that our employees feel heard, feel included. And it's more than just the, you know, the basics of, like I said, you know, translated documents into the correct, into the correct language. And it's not always just Spanish. I mean, we go out of our way as a company to make sure that they're written in the languages that the employees understand. Um, but I think that Voyant has, is succeeding in their inclusivity initiatives that they've taken on recently. 
um, in, in helping that people feel more more included in, in everything that we're doing. Um, you know, we take into consideration how people feel and how how something that we may um, roll out as a policy or a practice how would it affect them? And I think that that's part of being inclusive. You know, does this policy make sense for someone? So I think that Voyant is just making strides forward and trying to make sure that our employees understand how much we appreciate them and how much we want them to feel included. Agreed. I know a lot of work continues to be done around the engagement survey and other items to continue ensuring that everyone feels that sense of belonging. So I want to ask, as a non-Hispanic person, what do you feel allies can do to support colleagues and friends of Hispanic descent? One of the things that I know that we're doing as a company, and I'll speak to like what individuals can do also, I know that several of our sites right now do have programs where we have English as a second language courses, or even the other way around, Spanish as a second language courses. Okay, so I've seen sites do that because they um, can see the benefit in communication. Communication is so important um, when it comes to making sure that people feel included and in everything that they do. But going back to what I was saying about what, what that look means to me. Okay. There has to be an empathetic approach to as a company, as people, when we're dealing with other people and want to make them feel included. We have to understand what their challenges have been and fully understand that they're stepping on the shoulders of the people that came before them, right? So there are, in some cases, there are people who are first generation here, right? Like they've just come from whatever country they've come from. But there are people here that are striving to be better than the generation before them in any way, whether they're first, first generation Americans um, or second generation Americans. And so I think that understanding someone's journey, understanding what got them to where they are today helps us be more empathetic. And in that empathy is where inclusivity, I believe, lies. Uh, But, you know, like try to get to know your employees better. What is their story? What was their journey? So that you can better understand how to communicate with them and understand where they're coming from. And that, I think, is the start of of a really, truly inclusive uh, nature. Really well said. And I think starting with curiosity is a great way to open into that. I I might add that you not only do a a great job of defining how people can be allies of Hispanic friends and colleagues, but also how people can be better allies, colleagues, and friends just overall, approaching those individuals with a sense of curiosity and a willingness to learn how they got to where they are can really open us up to each other. I think that um, an important part of trying to be inclusive and um, having, you know, colleagues that better understand is having people who are not of the same background, try to be more aware of of other cultures, traditions, and for example, their holidays um, and what they're celebrating, but more about just like what they're celebrating, but like the why behind it, like understanding a little bit more about Okay, well, why is it that, you know, you guys celebrate Three Kings Day as an example, you know, it might have some religious connotations, may not be something exactly that you may believe in. But if you really, truly want to be inclusive, it's about understanding where that person's thought process or what they may be celebrating really is coming from. That's the advice I think I'd give to some of our some of my colleagues to help support inclusivity. Um, And then I think, too, that there's 
I mean, I think all of us probably come to work for our families. You know, I think that if we all had a choice to come, you know, win a million dollars and go sit on the beach, although I think today, now, nowadays you need more than a million. So think about that is what I'm trying to say when you're, when you're going to talk to someone um, who, you know, maybe English is, or is not their first language. I'm telling you, they're here because they're trying to do what's best for their family. I mean, all of us, like I said, wish we were on a beach drinking margaritas or, you know, uh, enjoying a nice sunny day out on the beach. But um, it's a little bit different for us. I think about that all the time regarding my mom. Even I remember being younger, even on the days when I'd be upset with my mom for having to translate for her for something because English wasn't her language. It was by this time I'm like nine or 10. I would get really frustrated because I want to be outside playing with my friends. But, you know, I'd have to go to the local, you know, DMV or something like that with her. Um, I just think about that. I, I don't know. Even then, but even more so now, now that I have kids of my own, I'm like, wow, my mom and my dad came here. Like, would I do it? I mean, I probably would if I had to. But, like, imagine you go to a completely different country where you do not know the language in order to provide your family with a better future. That's something. That's true, that we all have an opportunity to remember the challenges that the generations before us have encountered. And as we've been talking, I think we've hit on quite a few things that line up wonderfully with the theme of Hispanic Heritage Month this year, which is prosperity, power, and progress. When we think about those being the themes for Hispanic Heritage Month, what does that mean to you? Um, I think that... um Interestingly, I believe that those three things are uh, a part of be, having felt or being inclusive, right? So I feel I have there's prosperity and progress in me because I feel included in whatever it is that I'm doing at work, for example. I think it's impulsive, important, excuse me, that we understand that inclusivity, you know, um, helps drive you know, an ability to better communicate, like I've been saying, right? It's more about communication. But in that communication, it gives people a voice, right? It makes them feel heard and understood. And so that ultimately drives our progress of any company. And I think that Voint is doing such a wonderful job at making sure that people feel heard. You know, for example, we did our recent employee engagement. We made sure that it was available in the languages that were needed. We want to know what they have to say. And so I think that that is a perfect example of how being able to properly communicate will eventually lead to progress within our company, which in turn leads to success for our employees. So it's like it all goes hand in hand. So progress, power, prosperity, those all start with being able to be inclusive, which starts at understanding and communication, right? And so I think that those things are really important. I, th- I think Voint does a really wonderful job of understanding um, that this is a, a, a JW Marriott quote, but basically it says that if you take good care of your employees, your employees will take good care of your business and then the business will take care of itself. And I think that I really, that Voint is doing a wonderful job of that. Voint is all of us, right? So I think that um, that in itself is powerful right? And creates prosperity. So that's how I look at it. That is a beautiful sentiment. And again, I feel like this is a running theme here, but I just couldn't agree more. You've spoken about 
both your personal journey and your professional experiences as a, a multicultural individual, meaning relating to or adapting to more than one culture. Being that we're an international company with folks from many different cultures at every site, I'm curious, how do your experiences as a multicultural person help you at work? I think that it made me more empathetic and more understanding. My whole career, when I went to school to kindergarten, the first grade, English wasn't my my, my first language. It was Spanish. And I think that people really were trying to help make sure that I felt like I belonged in my preschool, in my first grade, in my second grade. And so I think that that has really driven me to who, to where and who I am today, you know? Um, and I, and then throughout my career is, is, is my life progressed going into HR, seeing the value in companies, making sure that they understood the importance of making all employees feel included and how that could drive success, not only for the company, but for our employees who were given opportunities to, you know, promote into other 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 positions because they were able to better communicate. I think all those things prove that inclusivity is a value to everyone. It, and I think that that has what that ha- is what has really driven me to continue to be in this career and be proud of it. Right, and as a multicultural person, and for a company that I think is really trying to make sure that everyone understands. That they, that they belong here and that we want to make sure that everyone has these same opportunities and that we give them those opportunities. This is one of those stories that we hear too rarely, it seems, that when you give the world a chance, it might just surprise you with its kindness. From those experiences, it sounds like you've been empowered by embracing both your Mexican and American culture. And I know this isn't always easy, So I'd love to ask, what advice would you offer to other multicultural individuals? I would, my advice would be to stay focused on, on what your achievements are. And I know that sometimes, you know, the day to day of, of what we do um, can, can bog us down to, to just really keep doing what you're doing and making sure that you're communicating and, and, and staying and accepting who, who it is that you are right. And embracing that part of you, because I think that other people will see that you've embraced who you are, what you stand for. So if there's something that I'll give you just an example, there's something that you see that could really be beneficial in being written in Spanish, something very simple, bring it up. Communicate. So it has to be a two-sided conversation. So the communication that I've speak, spoken to has to be not only from, you know, for example, Voyant Beauty, who's trying to make sure that everyone feels included, but it's also you having the voice to, to ask for what it is that you also want out of this inclusive um, relationship with your friends, your family, or your employer. That sounds like great advice for all of us. Just communicate more. Um, that's always a good thing. Um, and you know, so I think that for, um, people who are multicultural, like myself, I say to them that, you know, what we've heard probably from a lot of places, pero si se puede, you know, you can succeed and it can be done. 
but it has to be done with um, courage, which you've already shown because you're here and with communication. And so again, remember that you have to be able to communicate and there's strength in, um, in your voice. Marbella, thank you so much for taking time out of your day for this important and timely discussion. It's been wonderful talking with you and learning from your experiences. And I'm so excited to have started our voyage with you. I want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak about being a multicultural person um, and my personal experience with it. Um, I do hope that everyone um, understands that, you know, being inclusive, as I was saying, is, uh, is, is communication, but it's two way, right? We have to be able to express our own voices as um, people who want to be included and those who want to do the inclusivity. So um, I appreciate the, the, the platform, right, to, to further discuss and open up this conversation with, with others. Thank you all for listening to the first episode of Voyage as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. If you haven't yet or might not know about it, I encourage everyone to check out our monthly newsletter. There's plenty of great insight into the goings-on at Voyant, as well as our cultural celebrations page. Also, in this day and age, with knowledge right at our fingertips, you can always pop online to a site like nationaltoday.com to learn more about celebrations going on in your town and around the world. Thank you all again for listening. And we'll be back soon to continue our voyage.